Hi, this is Mike Adamo, and thanks again for tuning in for another episode of the Med Device Talent Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how you can create a resume that really stands out. This is a little bit of a repeat because if you've been following my podcast closely and you go way back to the beginning, probably the, I don't know, second or third podcast, I actually did a resume podcast, but I was on the resume subject this week as I just released a new podcast on how to hire really great people. And what it is, is the four things that leaders should look for in resumes as they screen people. And I realized that I should probably put something out for candidates on the resume theme. I was going to push out my podcast on LinkedIn and I listened to it a little bit and I realized that I sounded really nervous and it just wasn't the best quality. So if you want to laugh at me, go back and listen to that old episode. But what I've realized is like anything else in life, once you put one foot forward and start moving, you create momentum and you get better at things. And you know what? I was a pretty crappy podcaster when I started and I probably am now, but I'm getting a little bit better. So at least I'm not embarrassed about what I send out. So I'm happy to send this out to you guys because it really does help you meet your career goals. In addition, the reason I redid this is that between when I published my first podcast on how to write a great resume, I actually wrote my book. So I learned a lot in writing this book will get you hired. And so this is a combination of everything I've learned over the last 20 years of my recruiting career, as well as the research I did in writing my book to help you create a resume that really stands out. So let's hit the topic of today. Creating a great resume, it's probably one of the most common questions I get from candidates when they're ready to look for a job is, what should I do for my resume? And honestly, you shouldn't just do this when you look for a job. You should be constantly updating your resume at least once a year so that you keep track of your accomplishments, right? If you wait till, you know, maybe three, four, five, ten years between changing jobs when you update your resume, there's a lot of stuff you're going to need to remember. And frankly, there's a lot of stuff you're going to forget. So consistently put investments in improving your resume and keeping it up to date so that you don't create a fire drill when it's time to update your resume. So keep it updated. Even if you're not looking for a job, this is still an important episode for you. The other reason to update your resume regularly is you never know when something phenomenal is going to come across your desk and that person's going to say, hey, do you have a resume? And you know what? You don't need to make people wait a week or two to work on a resume. You need to have something that's relatively updated so that you can be ready to go if something phenomenal, that dream opportunity comes across your desk. A resume is still the most important document in your search process. The key to a great resume is to not to get screened out. Nobody ever gets hired from a resume, right? This is a document that either gets you screened out or screened in. And these days with the internet and LinkedIn and all this stuff, it's also the document you use to feed some of your content on LinkedIn. So you want to create a great master document, which is your resume. In addition to creating interest in you and not getting you screened out, a resume is also like an extended business card, right? It gives the demographics of your experiences, your education, and how to get in touch with you. So those are the main reasons for a resume. So let's talk about how you can make your resume different. And remember, there are many people just like you. No matter what you do, there are literally thousands of people who probably do the same thing. And they probably look and sound a lot like you on paper. So what makes you different? What makes you different is your accomplishments. 
It's not your responsibility. So let's talk about responsibilities versus accomplishments. Responsibilities are the things that you have to do on a day-to-day basis for your job. So responsible for the ABC product line, managed a team of 10 people, had a budget of $1 million. Those are responsibilities. And that doesn't make you different because everyone at your level doing a similar job probably has similar responsibilities. So what makes you different is your accomplishments. This is what you did with those responsibilities. Did you reduce expenses? Did you increase revenue? Did you make a process more efficient? Did you bring in more sales? Did you lean out a manufacturing line so that they could produce more products in less time for less cost? Did you deliver a project ahead of schedule and under budget? Accomplishments is what gets people hired. Accomplishments is what makes you different. Accomplishments is what separates you out from the average lazy employee who's just doing the basic responsibilities. If you're a top performer, you should have a long list of accomplishments. These are the things that you're getting done. So fill your resume with accomplishments. Get good at creating bullet points in your resume that list out accomplishments. So let's take a look at an example of changing a resume from a responsibility-based resume to an accomplishments-based resume, right? So a responsibility resume. Let's talk about a manufacturing line engineer because you guys know I do a lot of engineering recruiting. So a lot of my examples are engineers because I love engineers. I My dad always wanted me to be an engineer, but I um, did one year of engineering school. I got a point nine, I think it was, for my freshman year was my GPA. I failed out of engineering school, not because I'm smart, because I partied too much. That's why I became a recruiter, because we party all the time. And and so um, I'm an engineer at heart, of course, in case you didn't know that. So a responsibility-based resume for engineers. So responsible for the ABC product line, managed manufacturing processes, gave instructions to assemblers, so you see, these are just kind of like the day-to-day activities. Now, an accomplishment-based resume would sound something like this. Designed new process that reduced scrap by 15%, save an estimated $100,000 per year. Retooled process manufacturing fixture to reduce scrap by 8%, saving $4,000 per month. So accomplishments are very specific things that you did and the financial impact of those accomplishments. That's what's most important because people want to hire people who, number one, get things done, and number two, either save the company money, bring in increased revenue, or deliver products ahead of schedule. Those are the types of things that people want out of their employees. They don't want responsibilities. They might think they want responsibilities. Well, I need somebody to manage this. I just want it taken care of. And you know what? That might even get you an interview. But when six other people who can get it taken care of too are sitting there interviewing this person, the person that's actually going to get hired or selected is the person who's gotten more done than other people and can give specific measurable examples. So build into your resume specific measurable examples. So how much money did you save? How much time did you save? How much sales did you increase? Give those examples in your resume. Number one, because they create interest 
from the people reviewing your resume. And number two, because that serves as the meat, the good stuff when you are interviewed. So build out those accomplishments, get good at building out those accomplishments because that's what makes your resume really stand out. Everything else I'm going to tell you in the rest of this podcast is really about not getting eliminated or not making your resume stand out in a bad way. But the good stuff is the accomplishments. So let's move on. So now I'm going to give you a couple lists because, you know, at the end of the day, people love lists, right? So let's give you some style and format tips. So make your resume clean and easy to follow. So find a format that's not super busy. I'm not a big fan of these, like, on the side, there's a bunch of junk, and then you got the body, you know, kind of the two-column thing. Clean and easy, have your contact information up top, and then have your experiences going down. Don't try to make it fancy. You're not getting hired as a graphic designer. If you are, then have a fancy resume. But if you're just getting hired as an average person doing something, then make your resume stand out because of the accomplishments, not because you're trying to do some fancy stuff with formatting. Be sure to cover each company as a group. One of the places people really mess up is when they go through acquisitions, divestitures. Um, they change, but they actually don't change buildings or companies. They make it look like they have more jobs than they than they um, have. So try to handle your jobs as a group because people want to hire people who are bright, motivated, have accomplishments, and who have stability. I mean, the four things that I tell people as leaders, you can watch my YouTube if you want to see what I tell leaders and what I look for in a resume when I identify people for my clients is I look for accomplishments, career progression. So are you moving up in your career or are you just sticking in place? Are you creating stability in your career? Do you stick it out? And then I look for great education. And the one thing about a resume that I should tell you is a great resume can't make up for poor career performance. So if you're a lazy person who doesn't get a lot done, doesn't have a great education and job hops, nothing I can tell you in this resume episode is going to help you. You need to know that these things are important in building your career. You need to put in the hard work over years to build a career that's attractive for people to hire. A resume just helps you to do that. So build a career with purpose. And I have plenty of content out there. Check out my YouTubes. Check out my podcast about how to architect your career. But you should be architecting your career in such a way that you're becoming progressively more attractive. Because trust me, as you advance in your career, there is progressively more competition for the jobs that you want. So build in those things that I talk about into your career. But that's not your resume. Your resume is reflecting those things that you did. So you need career strategy and you need a great resume. So number three on my list of format and style tips, avoid images and logos. You don't need your resume to be super busy. Don't have a picture of yourself. Don't have a logo of every single company you work for. It just makes a resume extra long, extra busy, and potentially makes you stand out in a bad way. If you look at my YouTube on resumes for hiring managers, you'll actually see a background. It's a bunch of resumes and um, none of them really stand out. And you know what? That's a good thing. You want the content to stand out because, you know, when I was in HR, we had like the worst resumes. We had like a, a book of them. We had a wall of them with pictures. And it was all the people trying to get super fancy and creative that ended up, you were like, what were they thinking? And they got on the wall of shame. So don't end up on the wall of shame. Try to be vanilla with the format of your resume and be really spectacular with the content 
of your resume. Don't put your age on the resume and keep your activity list short and professional. So somewhere in Europe, they got this idea. They like to put their age on the resume. And here in the US, that doesn't work. So don't put your age on the resume. HR gets really uncomfortable. Like, oh no, we're discriminating. There's an age on the resume. So don't put it on there. Keep your activity list short and professional. Nobody got hired because they played water polo, but they might not get hired because they were part of a group that people find controversial. So your activities, nobody's hiring you to do activities, so take them off. This isn't an application for college. This is a resume. Leave them off. Avoid a long list of publications, unless you're a PhD, and then you'll likely put people to sleep. So still, try to avoid a long list of publications. This is not your thesis dissertation. A resume should be short, concise, and talk about business accomplishments. And honestly, a long list of publications are rarely business accomplishments unless you're getting hired as a researcher or a writer. But if you're trying to get hired in industry, have a short, concise, business-focused resume. Put your education at the bottom unless you're a new grad. So if you're a new grad, the first thing you can put on the top is that shiny new education because that's what you have. That's what you bring into the table. But once you have some experience, that comes first. The education comes in the bottom. And be sure to put your graduation year. People think they're being fancy or tricky because they're trying to hide something or they're not trying to hide something. But honestly, if you put your year on there, you're being upfront and providing demographic information, which is what resumes are supposed to do. So don't leave that kind of information off. An incomplete resume is more likely to get you knocked out than a complete resume that shows that you graduated a while ago and you have experience. If they want to hire you for experience, they will hire you for experience. If they want a new grad, trust me, leaving your education off there is not going to get you hired for that job, right? Your resume should be true to who you are as an individual in your career and not playing mimicry games, trying to look like something that you're not. So leaving stuff off, adding things that you don't have. It is more likely that you will get knocked out of a process at some point by having a inaccurate resume than by representing yourself with a true resume. So don't mess around with this stuff. Try to keep your resume to two to three pages, unless you're a new grad and then one page is preferred. So regardless of your experience level, you should be able to fit it in in two to three pages by condensing, by highlighting accomplishments. Otherwise, you're probably running on talking about responsibility. So shorten it up. List a personal email. Don't put your work email. It's unprofessional, number one. And number two, if you do pursue an opportunity, it puts you at risk because now your employer gets to read all those emails and you know just create some issues. And the third thing, honestly, is what if you send that resume to somebody and then you change jobs and that email address is no longer good? So if you put a personal email address, that's a perennial email address, and it allows you to stay in touch with the right people over time Because you might talk to some recruiters in your search, then you stop your search or you find another job, but that thing's not working out. And now people don't know how to get in touch with you. But your personal email, one that you're going to keep, an evergreen email. And by the way, keep it professional. Don't put loves to take long walks and meditate at gmail.com. Use something that's professional. John.Smith at gmail.com. Mike.Adamo at gmail.com or mike.adamo1234567 8 whatever it is but make it kind of professional and mimic a business email address next on our formatting list do provide your physical mailing address right people think it's some privacy thing i don't want to send out my address okay if you're worried about privacy don't send out your resume you should only be sending your resume to people that you know are real people that are not going to commit identity theft. So put your complete contact information on your resume 
and only distribute it to the people who you trust. Don't send it and plaster it everywhere. And the final thing is LinkedIn is a resume. So use this great information that you've developed in this resume to enhance your LinkedIn profile as part of your normal process of updating your resume. And the same rules apply. You want lots of accomplishments. You probably don't want your personal address on the LinkedIn. But the other rule that applies is make it interesting, right? Add some rich content because LinkedIn is like a free website that you get to post all your great stuff. So take advantage of that valuable free real estate. And uh, if you want more on that, I definitely have some podcasts and YouTubes about making your LinkedIn better. So I will try to put a link in the show notes. Well, now that we've talked about a bulleted list of formatting stuff, let's talk about some frequently asked questions. So what do people ask me about resumes? Let's talk about some frequently asked questions. So what do people ask me about resumes? Most common thing, should I limit my resume to one page? The answer, if you've been listening, is maybe. If you're a new grad, yes. If you're less than five years of experience, most likely. If you have more than five years, it is perfectly acceptable to go to two to three pages. Shouldn't have more and don't have a long list of publications. It really puts people to sleep. Should my graduation date be listed on my resume? Well, I had a diatribe about this one too. Yes. What should I include in terms of my extracurricular activities? Minimal things. Keep it professional and don't get knocked out and don't waste valuable real estate for this unless you have extra space. Is there a preferred format? Not really. Go online, Google resume. Look at one that works for you. Again, don't try to get too fancy, but find one that's professional, neat, clean, and easy to understand. I used to put examples on my website, but I realized that you can find plenty of examples by Googling. You don't need to go to my website. So let's go to my final list of tips to have an amazing resume, and hopefully it's not too redundant. Number one, focus on accomplishments. Your resume should be a list of the things you've accomplished, not responsibilities. Number two, keep it short and concise. Number three, keep it simple, easy to understand, easy to read. Number four, no typos. So send this thing over to friends, hire a proofreader, but make sure you don't have any typos in there. Next, correct and complete contact information. Yes, people do it. They have a typo in their address or worse, their email address or phone. Remember, this is how people are going to get in touch with you. And that's probably one of the most important things on your resume is your contact information. Next, customize for each job. So if you're going to send your resume to some, if you've been listening to me, you know I'm not a big fan of applying online. So I'm not telling you to write a resume to apply online. But if you're going to send it to somebody from networking, customize it. Focus on the things in your background that fit the opportunity or the function that you're interested in. Next, be accurate. We touched on this, but listen, don't get knocked out because there's an inaccuracy in your resume, right? A lot of major companies do very, very comprehensive background checks. So don't lie on your resumes. Number one reason I've seen people lose out on a great opportunity once they get an offer is they get knocked out in a background because they lied on their resume or on their application. Next, keep M&A simple. So keep your company list simple. Don't make it appear like you've worked for lots of companies. If you haven't, if your company's been bought, sold, divested, any number of things, try to group it under one company. Don't put promotions each as an individual job. Put your tenure at the company and then put those roles underneath. Next, avoid a purpose statement. So purpose statements or summaries really, again, waste valuable resource and risk turning people off because your purpose statement is not what someone is looking to hire. 
Your purpose statement is to get a great career opportunity. People know that by looking at your resume and background. You don't need to use real estate to do that. The only exception to this is if you're doing some kind of transitional thing where you're trying to do something different than your background, then perhaps you want to explain that in a sentence or two. But again, it is not really best explained on a resume. It's best explained on the phone or in person. So really, you should um, not use real estate for that. Uh, so that is my list of tips and quick overview on how to write a resume that really will stand out and help you get the job that you want, which is why I wrote the book. This book will get you hired for the job you want. So if you want more on this, check out my book. I will put a YouTube together on this topic and I will continue to produce great quality content. So if you have not hit the subscribe button, go ahead and hit subscribe, check out my YouTube, visit my blog, and be part of the community. Thanks again for tuning in today, and I hope you continue to take good care.